0: Jurassic Park 3 Minute, where we'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel, one minute at a time. I'm Brad, and back to venture through Jurassic Park 3 with me is uh, Dave. Welcome back. Hey,
1: how's it going, guys?
0: <laughs> good, man, good. You wanted to uh, hang around and go headlong into uh, Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Which is great, because you are a wealth of knowledge, especially on location shooting and that for the uh, films, mm-hmm. and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, so it's definitely great to have you on board again.
1: Mhm. Thank you.
0: F times, being international, me in Australia and you in not East Coast America, but close to the East Coast, it's, um, it's sort of hard getting times to line up, but we will if uh, anyone's keen to come on and guest. Uh, we've had Jay on in the past, and he's going to come back again in the future. If anyone else does want to jump on board and talk about Jurassic Park 3 and the rest of the franchise, um, just shoot us a shoot us a message, and uh, we'll see what we can work out. Yeah.
1: Does anyone have
0: a question that does not relate to Jurassic Park or the incident in San Diego, which I did not witness? Today, we are here for uh, the inaugural episode of Jurassic Park 3 Minutes, uh, where we're going to have a bit of a look at the trailers and uh, some of our initial thoughts on uh, Jurassic Park 3. But before we get to that, we've got some figures and some items that have uh, been coming in to, uh, just to fill this little gap from what we used to do on the Lost World Minutes. David, you're uh, expanding the library. Library. I am, yeah. <laughs>
1: library. <laughs> I, uh, what's
0: it? Library. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, finally, um, I finally went out and... Or, not finally, I, um, I'm i slowly completing the, the that little uh, encyclopedia book things, the numbered books. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally completing... Or, not finally completing, but... On my way to completing uh, those, I've got two, three, five, six, and seven, so I've got three more to find. The T-Rex and the uh, and the Velociraptor ones are the two I've, I think I'm going to have the most hard time finding, just because those are the two most popular characters in the franchise. Yep. And, of course, I um, recently changed jobs, so that was a little hard <laughs> on my wallet.
0: I feel yeah. you, man. <laughs>
1: I made things <laughs>
0: You've still been able to get a few things in anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, and one one thing I, I almost forgot, I uh I wanted to mention it on um, the Fallen Kingdom special, but we never got to Toy Talk.
0: Mm. It was I, a long show on its own.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. But I actually got the 3D diorama for the Lost World Jurassic Park official soundtrack. Oh, wow. It, it's, it's smaller than I expected it to be, but it's... No less beautiful than I... It's even more beautiful than I thought it was.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, it's just amazing. These little tiny tabs you stick out, and it's just, like, amazing how all this folds up into a standard official soundtrack uh, case, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, back in 97, I didn't... I can't recall having any of the figures, um, as much as Lost World was the centre of my world... <laughs> centre of my life back then. Um I can't even recall if I've seen any figures in the toy shops, but um, that that case, seeing buying that case at a local CD shop, um, having the score, that score I was playing every day and having that, that fold-out case or diorama was just fantastic. It's, it's still one of my... I've still got the original one from then. Um, I've since purchased one that's still sealed, but it's still one of my favourite possessions in my collection at the moment.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember getting uh, CD shops. There was one, there, there was like a record store slash CD shop called The Crow's Nest uh, down the street from me when I uh, when I was growing up. It's gone now, long gone. Yep. But it had like all kinds of taxidermy sharks all around it, so that's <laughs> kind of one of the reasons I liked it. And it had all these weird, obscure movies. And looking back now, I remember it had bongs and all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, I never. I assumed it was for smoking tobacco. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's probably not what it was used for, though. Though it does say on the package, intended for tobacco use only. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, you you sort of, you know, <laughs> we've talked before about uh, hot topic and stuff like that, where. Um, when once they start getting in all sorts of other things away from their main line of what they're selling, you know they're sort of on the way out. In <laughs> CD shops, yeah, as you said, as soon as they start getting bongs and pop vinyls and all that other stuff in, then you know they're they're struggling to keep their business alive. Yeah, this
1: was like a record store as well, so it was kind of that was kind of their clientele at the time. You know, they had all kinds of bad, like really bad B movies. I remember getting my copy of. Jaws three there. <laughs> the bad eighties three D movie with the with Dennis Quaid in it. <laughs> that uh, was like my favorite part about it though was because it, i liked the parent trap. Yep. And it had Dennis and I like that so I therefore I like Dennis Quaid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um I've I've only picked up one thing. Oh I picked up a couple of things actually. Uh I got a friend of mine who um has a friend of, over in the States and uh, does some purchasing for him. I got the Legacy Raptor, which is the mm-hmm. uh, orange, some would say the Lost World colour, but I'd say more of a um, Crichton original, of what the original Raptors may have looked like in Jurassic Park before they are sort of muted a little bit. But...
1: Oh, my copy is more orangish. It's kind of like a fiery orange, but... Yeah,
0: especially in the arms. The arms take me straight back to that electronic screaming Raptor in Jurassic Park, the toy line, but... Oh,
1: that's true.
0: Um... Yeah, mine it's sort of got those hints of orange on it, but it's sort of especially when you turn it upside down, it's more more of that white or cream color. The sculpt the sculpt itself and just the head and the, the articulation in the head, I absolutely love. But we've I've I've especially come on here and loved everything that Mattel's done so far. Um, this Raptor, I it might be just this one, but the legs I can't get the legs to go back. And,
1: no, no, it leans forward.
0: Yeah, and then you Very can't. Much. Yeah, and then you can't sort of get the head to come up high enough to even be in a crouching snarl position.
1: Uh, yeah, that's kind of the only downside to it.
0: Yeah. Right, my biggest issue with it is just the size of the feet. I know they they wanted to make sure they could stand and not do the same as what uh, Hasbro did with the Raptor Squad 4-pack and that, where they were missing the inside toe and had very small contact services with the ground, but they didn't need to be this big that's that's the size of it's head
1: (laughs) I think it also has to do with the fact that it um, I think also has to do with the fact that it's supposed to be kind of balancing for the feet and the jumping mechanism
0: oh it jumps does it Uh, oh yeah you
1: you put the you put the legs down and put it kind of like in a tripod position pull it uh, push it down and it Caps. Like oh, okay. Is actually kind of
0: fun? Yeah, I, yeah, I can feel the spring load in the legs here now. Yep. Yep. But um, yeah, got that. He had the uh, the Legacy Jeep as well. But looking at it compared to the uh, the Jeep with the Dimorphodon capture, it's essentially the exact same Jeep except for the launching mechanism on the roof. And for the price of the Legacy Jeep, yes, it's got the working winch on the front. But for the price of it, I'd just prefer to get the the Dimorphodon capture jeep and just push the pin out and remove that launcher from the top of it. Especially if you're going to buy multiples of that jeep. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get that off him, but I also got the uh, the original Jurassic Park annual, the hardcover version. It was good just to go back. Yes, all most of the puzzles have been done by someone, which it's very, it's very hard now finding some of those early books, puzzle books and that that haven't had the puzzles done or scribbles and all that through them. But it adds character to the piece and. It's just, it's just great going back and seeing a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and and that sort of stuff with the film. So, they were uh, two little things I got this week, or well, this is the past couple of weeks.
1: Do you remember the sounds they made? I try not to. Is my name Alan? Is my name Alan? <laughs> he used to know me.
0: Jurassic Park Three, two thousand and one. Dave, as I said before. Coming out of the Lost World for a couple of years, post Lost World, it was my everything my ex I was in school at the time, so all my exercise books had Site B DX tag and release everything from the marketing, um caution tape doodles everywhere and barbed wire and stuff like that. But by the time Jurassic Park three came out, I was in my last year of high school, about to graduate and I don't I don't remember at all seeing it. I don't think it was till much later where I actually went back and revisited. It. Not not through, well, I suppose yes, maybe losing interest in the franchise and just life and work got in the way and sort of um, perspectives changed. But you were um, you are at the age you said before you uh, were old enough, and this was the first in the franchise you seen at the cinemas or the theaters.
1: So yeah, I was um, eight when Jurassic Park three came out. I was I remember. My first big introduction to it was um the the Lost World and Jurassic Park collector set and they just said uh and they said like the, stay tuned for the first look of or for your first look at Jurassic Park 3 and it was that teaser and it had like this really dark stormy sky over an island and the lights just kept flashing and you all uh, your it was it was very reminiscent for the uh Excuse me. The Lost World trailer or uh, not Lost World. Trailer, the uh, Lost World teaser trailer,
0: where something had survived.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, that one, and it was really disappointing when the movie came out.
0: Honestly,
1: <laughs> it was like, what is this kitty time playtime bullshit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sort of it set the tone, even though it was a um, sort of like a sneak peek, and really a teaser, a uh, as a definition of a teaser, just not showing anything, just the camera going through that dark jungle and showing some dark shots at night time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, sort of, it sort of set a tone that unfortunately the film couldn't live up to. But um, So once you see it in the cinemas, that was... Because <laughs> I I, a lot, even for a long time, I, and it goes with a lot of the big trilogies, you got the first one being the um, people's favourite, then it sort of declines after that.
1: Not always. I mean, for a lot of times, uh, I mean, the the second one tries to surpass the first. Sometimes it succeeds, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back was succeeded. The Lost World, depending on you, who you ask. Yep. <laughs> for us, for us, I think it was uh, definitely our Empire Strikes Back, not mm-hmm. the Jurassic Park movies. But and unfortunately, others don't agree.
0: Yeah, it's it's more so, um I think as time's gone by and it's not it's not well you do have you still do have those fans out there that'll, that'll troll, but it's more accepting now that have yeah, you can have your own opinion on each each of the films. Like um the original Star Wars people for a long time would have put that as their favourite just because it's the first one they've seen in theaters, knowing that um Empire's probably the better made film and better story. Jurassic Park's no different where a lot of people would have seen that originally in, in the theatres. Um personally I come on with The Lost World, which is why I think it's my favourite still. Um, same for the book. I read the Lost World book before Jurassic Park novel, but that's um we've talked about that in the past and even even now in the last last few years, especially being in some of the larger fandoms and that oh largest groups for Jurassic Park franchise, um a lot of people now are coming forward and Saying how they like Jurassic Park three better in the franchise, I don't know if that's just because Jurassic World and Fallen King and Fallen Kingdom have come out and they're not really hitting some fans' tastes, and they're going back to the original trilogy and rewatching, and or like you, you they just seen it first in cinemas, and that's the emotional tie to the trilogy, to the franchise they have.
1: That that uh, thought process has been around for a long time, the and it's been actually a long, long and hard debate who, I mean, which is the better sequel, and then, of course, Jurassic World came around, and everybody's like, oh, this is the best sequel.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. you got 14 years. It's it's the same argument with um, people. That's, when Jurassic World hit, and even now Fallen Kingdom, you still get some, and I'm, I was in the boat with Jurassic World, especially how the score didn't really hit. Um, wasn't really a fan of it. But I can understand that it's new. It's something you've only heard a few times, whereas the first three movie scores especially you've had 14 plus years of having it played over and over again and just becoming very familiar with uh, with what's come before so I understand and I'm not going to go out and say to someone well no this is crap because um, you like it it's it's your your taste it's what you like and that's fine there's there's a lot of fans of the franchise and they all like this different aspects of it but
1: Oh I will. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. I've been known to leave a small novel saying why the The Lost World is the superior sequel. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and I there's there's definitely issues, uh we've talked about it across the whole franchise where each of the films do have their issues. Some are made better than the others, but it's um sometimes you just you just block out issues your favourite films have and just write it down as oh well it was fun or this didn't happen behind the scenes or something else. But, um, but Jurassic Park for, especially, I think for the most part and for the majority is definitely seen as, as the worst. And whether it's, whether it's, they dislike the film itself, maybe a couple of the characters that we'll definitely get to, or maybe one major scene we're going to get to as well. That just as, as the meme goes, ruin their childhood. So <laughs> we're, um, we're going to, we're going to dig into it anyway. I, I think the um, important thing is just to go in and have a look at it open-mindedly. We know, and we'll discuss as we go, sort of, um, the behind-the-scenes stuff, some of the big issues they had behind the scenes going forward. And it's just, as as you are saying before with Jaws 3, it's just, it's a B-movie. It's only 90 minutes long, so it's going to be the shortest of our podcast runs. And it's just pretty much scene-to-scene, scene, not with not a lot happening in between, so... Mm-hmm. But, um, when, oh, when, getting into, um, the trailer itself, <laughs> when we started the Lost World Minute, we sat and watched the, uh, the first trailer and it was a little bit, uh, weird and it wasn't the best to listen to, so we sort of just go through and break the trail down a little bit here and not actually sit here and watch it. And so <coughs> we watched the official trailer number one. There's a few trailers out there, including the international one, that all sort of have different takes, but they all seem to open with the same, uh, beginning of Paul Kirby meeting Dr. Grant Narks, telling him that he's uh, charred the plane to fly over Isla Sauna and he's willing to fund his research to get him on board. So straight up we have an introduction here, heading back to Sauna and Dr. Grant's back.
1: Which I think is honestly one of the major reasons why a lot of people like Jurassic Park 3 over The Lost World is simply because they couldn't, they couldn't see Ian Malcolm in a lead role and Sam Neill already having had the lead role, and being of course a lot of people's favorite character in the first place mm. was able to fulfill fill the shoes so to speak yeah they were he was to some people more believable as a the lead character
0: mm. yep yep, I suppose we'll merge in here too. I was gonna bring up later with the character introductions, but we here we have um we have grant back, so we know. We know he's one of the returning cast. Unless you're eagle-eyed, you're not going to pick up that Ellie's back, um, unless, of course, she was on the poster <laughs> or something, but um, she does have a single line later on that it's sort of hard to notice it's her, but um, we also get an introduction here of uh, Paul Kirby as well coming in. Now, I post Jurassic Park 3, of course, Wild Hogs, and um, I was watching Sahara on TV last night and films like that where he just plays the... Not Doofus, but just sort of like the the bumbling guy, um, William H. Macy. I, I haven't watched any of his serious stuff. I'm not really a fan of serious films like that.
1: But, um... He is, I will say, and I think I said this earlier at some point, in the, one of our previous episodes, an amazing actor. Mm. The, and I think that he plays a doofus so well on here. I mean, it's just... Yeah, how how the, the guy has so much range. He he can go from the most believable idiot to the most believable asshole. Yeah, and I'm probably probably pushing the sensors at this point now, so I'll <laughs> leave it at that. But on the show Sa- Shameless uh, is a show I've been watching for about nine years now. It's been it's his ninth season. Um, he plays the he plays the Negligent father of this South Side Chicago uh, family, and he just is the most son of a gun you could ever imagine. I mean, he's just rotten. Mm. And he's so believable as it.
0: Yeah, and I can imagine too. In not not having a look at his IMDb or anything, but by two thousand and one, he would have had some serious roles beyond his belt. Um, and having his name on the post for Jurassic Park Three would have definitely got some attention, as well as his partner Amanda Kirby. Which, again, Tia Leone, I'd the only thing I'd ever seen her in before this, and or before this was definitely the original Bad Boys, but after it was uh, Deep Impact, and they're probably the only two films I've seen with her in. Um, both
1: Tellyoni, yeah, said? yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of things that I've of her in. um She's good in Tower... uh, No. (laughs) I won't say that. Because Tower Heist was a comedy and... I mean There are movies I've seen her in that she's good at, though. I mean, I just can't name any right now because they're not notable to me. But there are movies that she's done that I've seen her in. And I also like her as an actress. I don't think she has as much range as Macy. She's not a terrible actress. She's...
0: Just stuck in a terrible script with this movie. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Like she's got. Um, there's the current series playing out there. The I think she's the president or second in command or something. Like mm-hmm. she's she's had a couple of major TV roles, so she can she can act. And even even going back to the original Bad Boys, it was more I'm guessing back then just having that that female the attractiveness for the guys. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, as you as you said, like there's there's a lot of issues with the character here. But again, I put down the script, and some people just don't get who she's trying. She's just trying to be that stay at home mum that's um, that doesn't have much of an idea. Especially later on when Paul t- Paul mentions she's totaled three cars in three years. It's just it's it's the character she's playing here. I think she does a fine job at playing that character, but it's just a character mm-hmm. that grinds on a lot of people's. Um, grinds, yeah, so but we'll get I to think that. I the
1: screaming Yeah. I mean, she's just kind of stuck as the screaming blonde of the movie, and it I mean, she's a, she plays a lot of smart, intelligent characters and, and frankly, the writing is beneath her for this mm. Yeah, and
0: there's one scene here we cut to them when they're telling Grant to are going to fund his research, where in the film itself, she sits there and has the line about having the first two tickets on the commercial space shuttle to the moon where just it's not really delivered very well but but we'll definitely get onto that as the film progresses in the trailer here we see the plane flying towards Sauna but we've mentioned it before and it's going to come up again during the film just how using shooting locations from previous shots in the franchise we see here and see in most of the trailers and even the TV spots of this plane approaching Missile Sauna yet it's approaching the exact same places where the helicopter approached Nublar in Jurassic Park, that you've got that rock outcrop just offshore and the valley it flies into. And the Jurassic World done the same thing with the ferry approaching Nublar, where it's clearly the same coast as the barge at the start of The Lost World, approaching that, Actually, Oh, wait, oh, yeah, I
1: was going to say, it's not the same barge as the, uh, it's not the same shot as the first and third movie, it's the same as The Lost World, you Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah a lot of lot of times like that and we'll get, I'll touch on that a little bit more when we get to the TV spots but we get a nice shot of some of the animals out grazing and Grant looking out the window and my god he'd forgotten just sort of again bringing back that fact that he hasn't seen or heard any, of any of these animals since Jurassic Park even though the Lost World's happened um, and we see one of the pilots and they mention the landing, landing strip and Grant's all nut we can't land here and then all, hell's break, all hell breaks loose and they crash, we get a quick glimpse of the new dinosaur the uh the the spinal the frill on the back of the spinosaur as the plane hits it, <laughs> and um yeah, the plane crash, <laughs> so we know we sort of set up here we know exactly how they end up on the island whether well it shows it shows it doesn't show them actually landing getting out and doing all that, but it just shows them colliding with the the large animal and crashing but um. We get the cut to the group walking towards a new building that we haven't seen before, and some shots of the hatchery inside. And we get a voiceover describing that it's a place man has, um, where man has tampered tampered with nature, and um, something unexpected has evolved. And we get the roar through the jungle, which mm-hmm. we've we've brought up before. This roar, it's the one where the uh, just after the pushes the explorer off the concrete. Moat, yeah. hill, yeah, it is. what have you, and probably not the best of the Tyrannosaur roars or vocalizations in the franchise. But um... and
1: can I just point out how much I hate the terror has evolved tagline because it for years it it made fans think oh the Raptors evolved
0: yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Evolve. that's not how evolution works
0: yeah yeah but it's sort of it's it's because it's saying it as the um you hear a Tyrannosaur and. We get the whole is a T. Rex night, sounds bigger, and then we get the, again our shot of the new Raptors um, causing havoc and attacking, and yeah, it's just that whole evolved thing. And as you said, a lot of people thinking that it's not a subspecies, anything from the Raptor, it's just not the Raptors we've seen before have evolved in four short years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and but we'll get we'll get to some other issues later, especially when we get to the TV spots with just some of the dialogue that's said um, over the over the footage just. Again, probably leading fans or leading people down one road where it's not the case at all. But it's here we get, well, the, we see the new raptors sort of attacking and doing their thing. We get Ellie's voice saying that they can talk to each other. And uh, we see an animal stampede again with the raptors out out in the open and running. And we get the voice over again. It's just not a walk in the, another walk in the park, which... Well, of course not, because it's not on Nubler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was, again, uh, another terrible tagline. I mean, this movie had like five different taglines and they were all worse
0: than, than the next. Mm, yeah, and again, when we get the TV spots here in a minute, we'll get to them, but we get a few quick cuts of some of the action scenes. Uh, we get full shots of the Spinosaur, the Pteranodons in the aviary, and um, and Billy's voiceover that the Raptors are setting it, or set a trap. And then uh, cut to the new logo, Jurassic Park 3. we got the Spinosaur in the middle instead of the uh, Trenasaur and the slashes in the title as well to signify free and not a number. We, we talked at the start of uh, The Lost World about the, the new logo for The Lost World, how personally I liked it, just that old, um, stamped in rock, where here we got brushed silver in the background and bright reds and um, a pretty new-looking logo, which you could almost say maybe signifies there's going to be a new park or a new idea of a park or something um david dress park free logo <laughs> thoughts
1: now i might be the minority here but i liked it i mean it's not the classic logo now and i do love that classic logo but i thought it was bold that they put the spinosaurus on it and i love the three claw marks especially when we see it at the end of the trailer here mm. where the claw marks just go and it sounds like they have like a nail on a chalkboard sound <laughs> where it's just scr- scratching the claw marks into the um sign there. And I thought, I always thought that was cool.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and it's especially if you go you go into sort of behind the scenes and a lot of stuff, Spielberg was pushing the idea pretty heavily that yes we've had the Tyrannosaur. We had the Tyrannosaur in the first movie, we had two of them in the second movie we're not going to have three or four of them in the third movie but we're going to we're going to introduce a new big bad and it's going to come on the scene and just decimate what we've seen before and and that's sort of what it does in here in the logo you see we've got the, the spinosaur or early on the Baryonyx that um is in this in this logo and it sets the sets the tone straight away that this isn't going to be about the Tyrannosaurs. Mm-hmm. Uh. now
1: that's interesting you mentioned that because the first time i actually ever saw the logo was with the Baryonyx. it was i have the jaws the 2001 jaws dvd that had um, that had the lost world and jurassic park collectors edition commercial, or advertisement on there mm-hmm. and when it mentioned jurassic park 3 it shows the Baryonyx logo mm.
0: now that remind me that logo that was uh it was more like the um the original Jurassic Park one had the yellow background and not the red?
1: No, it was, it was um, more... I I can't remember. I, was, I think it was... I remember it was silver still.
0: Okay. There's so many fan versions of the, logos uh, out what's there. That? What's that? <laughs> There's so many fan versions of logos out there. It's hard to... Yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. No, I can't remember what the color of the background was, but I do remember it, it was silver with the baryonyx.
0: Yep. Alright, so, um, also just going into this here as well, um, that was the, uh, the trailer number one. There is an international trailer that goes for about two minutes that shows a lot of the, uh, a lot of the same stuff as well, just some extended scenes, but, um, the trailer I just looked at was the first trailer for Jurassic Park 3. Um, on YouTube as well, there's a seven minute, or well, seven and a half minute compilation of trailers and TV spots that, uh, come out for Jurassic Park 3, and although, all the, uh, the trailers start with that Paul Kirby dialogue of um, mentioning the plane over Sauna. The TV spots don't. Most of them start... You still see the plane approaching the island, but they don't, you don't get that Isla Sauna name drop, which could be the first, the first little hint that he, looking at these TV spots, we're going back to Nublar and not Sauna, um, especially with that, that sort of iconic approach to Nublar we've seen in Jurassic Park. Um, And we also get mentions by the voiceover um, mentioning they thought it was abandoned or we were um, in this abandoned place, um, thinking that there was no animals and sort of dialogue like that, which is really hinting back to the park, the ruined park. We're going back to that sort of area, Um, especially when a lot of the stuff we're seeing isn't anything we're seeing uh, or familiar from The Lost World. Or Jurassic Park in in reality as well, but we're seeing the hatchery, we're seeing the uh, the lab itself, um, and fences. We see the Spinosaur crashing through a fence as well, which we know from or we we think we know from the Lost World. We never seen any fences apart from that one that surrounded the Worker Village. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, and of course, the foliage didn't help either. I mean, they went back to Kauai for uh, most of the allocation shots, mm. and. It just there was no redwoods, and that was like the huge identifier for the lost world was the redwoods. Yep. You know? So of course, I it mean, it's people go in and see this and I'm like, wait, what? This doesn't look like the easeless sauna we saw in the last movie. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah, and like definitely when we uh, we get shots of the lab here too, which when we get to the that in the film um, being the re the reused set for, of the operations builder from the lost world. um even just the plantings around that building um, in the Lost World it was sort of more overgrown, the palm trees were high um, to sort of hide the village from, from above but in Jurassic Park 3 especially when we get the shot down from the valley um, needing the village to be up above above the surrounding forest and then when we get down there a lot of it's shrubs like head high shrubs and that sort of thing, you don't have those high palm trees and the same sort of look as what we had around the operations building whether it's just a different set decorator or or what have you, but it's probably nothing. It's probably looking too deep into it. <laughs> but it just it just sort of looking at this and trying to forget what we know from the film itself. It's a lot of these TV spots is really it really feels like they're trying to say we're going back to Isla Nublar and not Sauna. But there's there's half a dozen of them, and I think lastly too we'll discuss briefly. We, we, we talked in the whole lead-up for Fallen Kingdom and how much stuff they were showing in the trailers, in the TV spots, and how we sort of really didn't like seeing something, especially once we've seen the film, and just how much it gave away. Everything, every twist, every plot point, everything from Jurassic Park 3 is in these trailers. There's <laughs> no looking at it now and just going back and remembering sort of some of these marketing the, the trails and that. Going into the film, there's nothing that's not... Apart from maybe the, the boat hitting the rocks and that at the start of the film, you see... You see, you know what's in the bird cage. You know the Spinosaur's there. It's going to hit the plane. Um, Amanda in the lab looking at the raptor through the embryonics chamber. Like, all that stuff. All, all it even shows stuff. the raptor jumping at
1: her. Yeah. It shows you the jump scare. That's like the one... That's like the number one thing you don't show. <laughs> yeah. The raptor
0: running across and getting... Udesky in the back like every, everything is shown in that in those TV spots and trailer so they are doing this back in 2001 which I didn't realise because <laughs> I'd have to yeah because back then I think I remember the Lost World i seen in theatres like Titanic was 97 as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then after that I don't think I can't recall seeing any other movie in theatres until maybe uh, Resident Evil the original one in 2003 or 2 so it was definitely a long spell there where I never even got to the movies and by then it still would have been renting one on VHS every now and then obviously seeing The Matrix and um, some of those early 2000s films that probably don't need to be mentioned (laughs) because they're so bad but um, this definitely fit in with with that sort of era of filmmaking Um, but that's that's all I've got on the trailer for Jurassic Park 3 anything else you want to mention on that
1: no I think we're good
0: all right. Uh, just before we get out of here, going forward with the podcast, we're going to stick to the two episode a week format, like we did for the Lost World minutes. With uh, no real news coming out of Jurassic Park franchise going forward, just because the films so f- the next film so far away. Uh, if we do get new figures and that sort of stuff in, we will discuss at the start of the episodes. But for the most part, we'll be just focusing on Jurassic Park Three. Having to look, we might look at some of the games that come out as well. I, I've only got one, and I don't have a console to play it, so that's <laughs> that's going to be a brief discussion. But um, We'll just focus on the episodes themselves, so they'll be probably, or well, the minutes themselves, we might be 10, 15 minutes runtime. Once we start getting in the film and have some more stuff to discuss, they might be a little bit longer, but, um, yeah, we won't be doing so much of the 45 minute or hour plus episodes like we did for The Lost World, just, uh, just because there's not as much content out there to discuss, especially before the, uh, the minute itself, but, but yeah, so we will, um, this, this will be the only episode for this week and then next week we'll be back with uh, the start of uh, Jurassic Park 3 in the first two minutes. Before we do go, Patreon plug. The Patreon is up over at Jurassic Minutes on Patreon. If you uh, like what we do and want to support us going in ahead, um, head over to Patreon check it out. For just a buck a month you can uh, donate to the podcast and um, we've got bonus shows over there. The second bonus episode went up this past week, so uh, keep an eye out over there for them. They'll be Patreon only. We did release the first episode on the uh, main podcast feed last week, just to um, give a bit of an example of what we're doing over there, but uh, yeah, so if, if you consider it, go over there and have a look, and please support the uh, podcast if you can. David, that's us for this week. Next week, we uh, start the film. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at com. The main website is Jurassic minutes wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? No. Uh, this is how you If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists
0: make real discoveries. Now, what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less.
1: Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get on to Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance?
0: No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. Your deskie. Hello?
1: Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! It's the- it's the dinosaur there! Okay.